0: On Sunday, Mark Evans, Broadmoor's discipleship and missions pastor, brought a standalone sermon from Galatians chapter 4. In that time, he focused on Paul's message to the Galatian church, addressing their desire to fall back to observing what he calls the elementary principles of this world, even after they had received the gospel. On the podcast today, we're talking more about how we should rightly hold the tension between obedience to God and intimacy with Him. It's a deep and thoughtful conversation today, and we're glad you're here for it. This is After the Message. Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast this week. Hey Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good to see you guys. It's uh, It's great to be seen. Yes. It is good to be seen. I hope you had a great uh, Labor Day. Mm. Yesterday was Labor Day. We're actually recording late in right. the week because of the Labor Day holiday. Late so. in
1: the week, and might I add, early in the morning. Yes. That's right. We don't yes. normally do podcasts before the coffee has had its second round.
0: Well, so we're are, only, are, we are we not earlier accountable then? Like, can we
2: just kind of get a pass? Or I, I'm <laughs> possibly. Probably going to need a pass.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I hope you're ready for a fight this early because we got some contentious stuff, Yes, right? we do. We're going in. It's going to be great. <laughs> So we yeah, yeah. so it, we do have um, we do have probably a little less time than we normally would to record this morning so um, so we're 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 not going to do too much
1: like small talk on the front end nope. uh, but no I do. no um, no no uh, banter back and forth uh, the the humor part of our, no, our messages no though. I think we've already gotten that out when you okay. like
0: we're uh, we're making fun of my shirt and all that stuff no so.
1: I was complimenting your he shirt wants your That's shirt yeah. no yeah. I, I couldn't I like pull that shirt. off I will loan it to you no. It's okay. <laughs> I would like to see that. Yeah, yes. sure would. <laughs> Some people are just not born to look cool. So. <laughs> I think you look very cool. Yeah. Right? Uh, Thank you. Um,
0: so we're in the room. Uh, uh, we had sort of a standalone uh, sermon on Sunday, and and Mark, you preached it. Yes, sir. So first of all, really, really great job. Well done. It was, yeah. it was well done. Thank you.
1: Appreciate really well that. done. I enjoyed it.
0: And it um, So uh, how did it feel to you? I mean, because I know you, you know, it's... You don't preach quite as often as yeah, Josh does. So. That's right.
1: I mean, it, it is. It's you always I, probably always end up afterwards feeling like, mm, wish I'd have done that differently, or obviously in this one, I wish I'd have taken less time because um, I felt the length of it as I was going through my first the first part of it, and I started to get like, oh man, I'm going too long. So then I started <laughs> kind of in my mind rushing, but. Overall, I mean, I felt pretty good about it. I felt like yeah. I I said what I intended to say. Yeah. Good. What, what I felt like the well, Lord was meaningful. Had given me. Man, I mean, well,
0: you know, at the end of the day, I think the message came across, and um, yeah, no matter what you were feeling internally, I yeah. guess. But well, I appreciate that. And the rest of us didn't sense that. Yeah. Good. good. So, so I I felt everybody looking at me like, "Hey, bro, you're past yeah. time." <laughs> so so as you think about it, so as you you were covering this topic, what what was the hardest part of it for you?
1: Um, all right, so. I mean, I, I might be jumping right in. Are you ready? That's okay. Let's jump. All right. So um, I think there's always the tension, and I tried to express that toward the end, of we, we don't want to minimize obedience, um, but we don't want obedience to be shame-based or motivated by fear. So how do you communicate to people freedom without there being this fear of, oh, they, they're they going to walk in too much freedom? And, and so walking that line, I think, was... Um, was something I I wanted to one work hard, but two recognize, no matter how you say it, it's going to feel like it's one side or the other. Other, mm-hmm. and so you you ultimately do trust in the Holy Spirit to work through the Word to stir in people's hearts appropriately. And um,
3: so that's uh, that was that was part of it for me. Yeah, I <clears throat> just saying you you said at the beginning of this sermon, we're jumping into right into the middle of this mm-hmm. and. And if we look at Paul's letters, you're talking about we're about to start Romans— but Galatians is another one of those kind of technical, naughty books. And so mm-hmm. you had a lot of ground to cover. Did you say and naughty books? Naughty. Not <laughs> naughty. Not naughty. <laughs> naughty. 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 Like a not in a true. <laughs> like You'll not say, naughty. I never
0: really I mean, thought of it that way. K N O T. K N O T. Not N O T. Not N
3: A U That's right. <laughs> even, yes. even though his language is probably a little out of control in this one, I believe. Right. Yes. So anyway. Uh, yes. so, um, he says some things. Yeah. But. But I think, to your point, Paul is dealing with a tension
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, between two cultures, mm-hmm. two ways of thinking. Um, and so he, in his writing, he's going to create that same kind of tension of, uh, I want to talk about how God loves me, but I also want to talk about the law and how do, I, how do I hold and how do I live life now that I'm in Christ? Mm-hmm. Holding those two things in tension um, and not giving over one way or the other. Right. All right. <clears throat> yes. Let me give an example of the tension and then we
1: can, we can keep going with with how we pull it to all together. On one hand, I want to do what's right for my wife. Like I want to do the things that love her. If I'm in a month of Busyness and I'm pressure at work, and I'm not feeling lovey. That doesn't excuse me from not doing uh. the things that I know are loving to her. However, if I go months and months and months and all I do is the things, and she never feels from me desire or affection or some kind of high value in her that comes from more than just doing things. That's not going to be a good situation either. So feeling is not an excuse not to do, but we don't want to be content with a lack of desire. And that was the tension that I was trying to address Mm. yesterday Mm. of Uh. you don't want to go long term and just do and not experience the fulfillment and the joy of actually having affection for him. Uh Well, you can't muster that up. You can't just wake up and say, "Mm, Lord, I'm feeling good today because I choose to. No, there's got to be something that He does to transform us to give us that desire. And where does that come from? Right. Well, I think it comes in understanding the fullness of the gospel and how awesome it is. And I think that's what Paul was doing here. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where I that that that's an, a common practical example today of of what I was mm-hmm. trying to to help us um, see in from scrip- scripture. I think you held that tension
4: really well. Yeah, uh, it Thank was. You. It is a tension, right? Because I think uh, it, whatever your bent is and your personality, you're you're going to lean that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I know that you've shared a lot of times about your your struggle with legalism mm-hmm. and kind of kind of went to war against that side of you. And uh, for me, like I, I gravitate towards more of the, the John fourteen fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. So if you love me, keep my commands. Mm-hmm. Then say. You know, feel, feel lovey dovey, mm-hmm. make sure that your affections are, are rightly centered. Do what I ask you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so both of those worlds have to live right. in the right tension, or we get unhealthy pretty quickly. Right. Uh, and you, I believe you held that yeah, beautifully we well yesterday.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And in your, your personal mm-hmm. lives, how do you guys practice that and hold that tension? Not very well,
4: Neil, <laughs> by myself. Uh, but I do think that's why we, we are designed to do life in community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need people yeah. who speak into our lives and particularly the people that we love, or at least we say that we love. They, they should have the ability to, to, to speak back to us and, and hold us accountable. Because mm. sometimes, uh, I know for me particularly, but my, my personality can sometimes get out in front Uh, and, and I will think that just because I'm confident, everybody else should be as confident as Mm -hmm. I, uh, and you know, my kids can throw up a timeout and say, Hey dad or my Mm -hmm. wife, Hey Josh, um, this, I hear you, but I I don't feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, so for me, if I don't have checks and balances on the outside looking in, I'm, I'm going to assume I'm already unhealthy Mm -hmm. because I need, I need that outside, um, like even this morning, like we were just sitting down drinking coffee, Katie and I, and she was like, I, we just need to check in. I, I want to I wanna hear from you. I want to he- see, like look me in the eyes. And, and that was a great way to start this week mm-hmm. um, to do that. So I'm, I'm going to assume I'm unhealthy until somebody <laughs> says, no, I think you're okay. So yeah, that's yeah, kind of me.
1: That's good.
4: I think
2: for mine is probably, and it's a practice I've, over the last few weeks, I've, I've avoided the idea of engaging scripture with my journaling. And that is a, the way I journal is the, the bottom part of it is a prayer. And so what I find myself doing is I can do all the stuff, but if I'm not engaging intimacy with Him and His Word, and for me that practice of write, writing out my prayers mm-hmm. is usually a really good litmus test on how I'm holding that tension well or not. Because mm-hmm. I will I will do all the things in autopilot, mm-hmm. but, but underneath th- that it's really <coughs> shallow. Mm-hmm. It's like
3: it doesn't have much depth no. to it. Or mm. but you're saying if you don't do that, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, like, like yeah. this, it's a constant tension, and I say, right. it for me, it ebbs and flows, right? You'll find yourself practicing things, mm-hmm. doing things, and eventually you're just practicing things, and you're not mindful mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the why, mm-hmm. yeah. and then there are other moments that maybe you're mindful of the why, and you're realizing, oh, I need to put these things into practice, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> it's a constant ebb and flow, I think, um, of how the Lord uses those things to really shape both, both sides. I almost mm. see it as like a, a chicken and egg thing
0: sort mm. of thing, you know, because mm. I, I, like Neil's you're talking, I'm I'm resonating with that because, you know, I, I will say that, that if, if there's a struggle in all of this, for me, it is to, to, toward, uh, toward doing the things mm-hmm. it's, it's the, it's the legalistic side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, but I also know that when i when I feel most intimacy with the father it's because i'm doing those things mm-hmm. so you know it's like like it, that doesn't just happen apart from mm-hmm. right the uh, the other things mm-hmm. you know and so so it is it is kind of i mean it's a great chicken and chicken and egg kind mm-hmm. of question you know i mean which comes first, the desire
1: well, or the that's right <laughs> or the and, doing and and I think um what, what's important to realize is that it's not a on or off. It's not I trust him or I don't. I desire him or I don't. Um, it, 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 it is a progressive, and there are times that we walk in deeper affections, but when we're not walking in deep affection, we're just walking in doing the deal, well, that's still because we trust him. I mean, it's it, it's still out of trust mm-hmm. in that you yeah. continue to do those things. I'm going to continue to spend time with the Lord. I'm going to continue to come to church. I'm not really feeling it, but I trust—not a ushigushi trust, but I just ushigushi whatever. <laughs> I just trust. I believe that what 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 He has for me is good and healthy and right. Um, and so I continue to to do the thing. Um. But it it to me it always goes back to what do I believe and what do I trust. But for for some of us, including me, um, I, I only really live in a very shallow piece of how deep that gospel truth really is. And so that's why I'm saying it's a it's a progressive thing that probably ebbs and flows. It's not just on or off. Yep, I believe in your goodness, so I'm all great. No it's it's daily I have to remind myself mm-hmm. I have to go back to the gospel truth, Mark, this is who you are yep. this is how mm-hmm. God's made you, this is your identity. Those things, when I live in that over time, deepens my trust in him, which does deepen my affection for him
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's like a, it just I think that will continue. I think mm-hmm. I will love him more when I'm 70 because I have a deeper understanding of God mm-hmm. and the gospel yeah. at 70.
2: Hmm. Can you say that made like it? It got clear for me from the first times we talked about it because what I heard you just say was you have these things that become the gospel is your pivot point mm-hmm. that you return to, and it's these core the foundation for where you will make decisions. And we, like me, I'm assuming you you veer off or over time you kind of drift, mm-hmm. and you have to pull yourself back into you no know, no who is God? Who am I? That's what right. is the mission? Yeah. Who who is impact? like. Those things become the pivot points that we have to come back to over and over again.
1: J.D. Greer said um, the gospel is not the diving board from which we dive into salvation. It is the swimming pool that we swim in our whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we get stuck at the gospel as something that we received at salvation, and then you've got all these other things that you do. And he's saying, no, you live in that gospel Every day. Mm -hmm. And you always, because it's the pivot point. It's the thing that you always go back to. Um, And sometimes there's indicators that say, I have forgotten or neglected or minimized the truth of this component of the gospel because of my own flesh or because of Mm. the world around me or the messaging that I hear from the world around me. And my mind and my heart will deviate from The depth of the gospel.
4: I think it's great, but I, my tension, and yeah. I know it's all of our tensions here, <laughs> is we we use that word gospel interchangeably a lot uh-huh. without a really clear definition of what that is. Right. And I think there are people who are really religious who would say, yep, I swim in that all the time. I go to church. I give. Mm, I go. I do all the things. And, and what the scriptures tell us that's is good. they're going to be sadly— mm-hmm. um, confronted at the end of their life. And they're going to say, didn't I, didn't I go to church? Didn't I do these things? Didn't I? And he says, but you didn't know me. I, I don't know you. Depart mm-hmm. from me, you wicked. And, and so for us, like, like I, I hear that and I'm, I'm 100% for that. But like, I think for as pastors, particularly communicating pastors, we have a duty to make extremely clear what the gospel is, n- what that is, but also to hold people accountable to not in the sense of judgment, but also the sense of fruit inspecting. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if the fruit of the Spirit is this, we are to say, I see that fruit. I affirm that fruit. I think ultimately that's what the church was designed to be, a place of accountability and affirmation that you would show up on a whatever day that you would go or multiple times through the week, and they would affirm the life that you were living and saying, Josh, yes, you. I see these fruit in you. Because there are going to be days that we don't feel Mm -hmm. like we're following Christ. We don't feel like we even know the gospel, and you didn't go as far to say it, but I know that I've been there, and probably even recently. Do I even know the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like, like, am I am I even a believer? Like, is there like that doubt that that deep rooted sets in? And we need other people in our life to say, "Hey, I hear you. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what I see in you." And for other people to speak that truth into you is not only helpful for you as an individual, it's helpful for the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so for us, like I, I hear us talking about, you know, the gospel, and I, I agree 100%, isn't the diving board, it is the pool that we swim in. But if we're not careful, uh, we can give false assurance to people that don't need the false assurance, um, and, and and we don't do our job of giving the yeah. clarity,
1: I think, that's needed. And that's where the clarity of the gospel, mm-hmm. because if if... If we communicate that the gospel is activity, then we have— Sure. We've miscommunicated. The tension I feel in response is we've got to be careful in how we communicate what truth is—what fruit is. Right. All right, so those same people would say, okay, it's about fruit. Well, I come to church, and I read my Bible, and I I do this, and I do this, and I do this, so obviously there's fruit, so I must be a believer. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is you can have a lot of activity, right, and not have faith, right? Uh, which is faith, trust, confidence in you build your life on the gospel. You might have a lot of you might have less <laughs> good deeds. Sure. Yep. Right? But you you're anchored in truth and there's more uh real fruit. That's right. And which not is just love activity, and
0: joy
4: and That's peace right.
1: the, the whole Galatians List and and I don't know if that's exhaustive, but I think
4: it gets us on the right right path. Right.
0: right. Yeah. Well, well and I'm, I mean, I'm thinking about you know the fruit of the spirit. I mean, there's not activity. Right. That's and exactly those right. Are, those right. are those are all yeah. overflows of of a yeah, redeemed heart. Those aren't that's things right. we do. Those are those are things we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And um, yeah. So it's really not the same thing. You know, the activity is not Mm-mm. fruit or necessarily a sign of fruit. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. Hey, you made a you made a statement. Um. Uh. In your sermon and and this came up in in my life group so I think it's it's it bears bringing up here mm-hmm. um you said uh this quote I don't think it was yours I think it was someone else but but uh, you said legalism creates great sinners maybe mm-hmm. that was your quote but I gave it to um, you
4: I put your <laughs> name under it and I'm putting it over uh, the church. <laughs> so uh.
1: yeah <laughs> so I don't know. I've read so much stuff. So that maybe maybe, uh, maybe you said it differently and I kind of put my... Yeah, well, uh, and, I mean, yeah.
0: who it came from, it was, was less
1: important. If it was than, you, than I what? give you credit and I apologize. If you're listening to this <laughs> and you're like, sorry, dog. I think the, uh, <laughs> the the point for me
0: is is like, it was an interesting concept. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, and a lot of people in our life group found it also interesting. It's mm-hmm. that, you know, that legalism or the the... the, the the felt need to to do all these activities and and, and follow rules and things uh, actually uh, actually puts us in a position to be more susceptible right. to sin—the right. very thing that we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, can you like yeah.
1: just dig Man, in a little it, more? <clears throat> I think um, obviously I've read a lot on this topic because I tried to work my way through it, but it. It's also what I've experienced. Performance-based well, performance, will, performance based will always lead to shame because you're you, if you're always trying to earn approval from God in your behavior, you're going to realize I, I can't do it. And so what that does is it puts you on this cycle of I had a good week, I had a bad week. I had a good week, I had a bad week or a good month or whatever it is. And so you're always on this cycle of shame and comfort, shame, comfort, all based on your performance. Well, in those moments of defeat, that shame and oppressive guilt, what happens is you miss all the fulfillment and joy that comes with being a believer. And so what you have to compare to the the rush of sin that is a temporary satisfaction Seems that much more appealing because what you're experiencing is not what God intended either. So, when you're comparing, um, uh, the the flip the flip side is if if you're experiencing the fulfillment and the joy that God has for you, then from that place, sin is not nearly as attractive. and And I know that to be true. Like for me personally, when I am. Walking in him and enjoying him. I'm not talking about a lot of emotional feelings. I don't want to get lost on that, but I'm just, when I'm enjoying him, when there's intimacy, there is a fulfillment in life that just makes life full and meaningful. Yeah. From that place, sin is not nearly as attractive to mm. me. Um, mm. But when I'm defeated and down, it, it, the shiny becomes that much more shiny. Mm. Um I, I can compare it to a diet, right? Um, Snicker bars are a lot more appealing when I'm already down. But when I'm in a routine of healthy food and I sense the, <laughs> the how much better I feel, I'm more drawn to healthy food. And I know that analogy breaks down, but it's it's similar from a place of health mm. and intimacy. It's that much more attractive. Mm. Good. What's no. it say about me? Because I love
4: Snicker
0: bars all the
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I always down?
0: Did you hear by me say way. it breaks down? Because by the by way, way, a good I bar say, Have myself. you ever had? Like, have you ever had the Snickers ice cream bar? Oh, yeah, they're they're are, yeah. oh my goodness! Yeah. They're better than the original. <laughs> they're almost better than a Choco Choco. <laughs> <Taco. laughs> <laughs> almost. That,
2: Mark, that really is helpful because, as I mentioned, I'm kind of in a season of like of loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kinda. I'm in a season of loss and sadness. And to your point, the further away I get from the Father, the more tempting everything around me looks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a really, I th- that's really helpful. To hear you say it that way, just because that's exactly pretty. that's that's my experience right that's now. Right. Is it, everything looks shinier. These other mm-hmm. things that are not healthy, right. um, whether it's my relationship, I, I become more irritable, mm-hmm. or just being tempted on certain things. Right. That's exactly right. Which is
1: real. That's life. Yeah. So the question is, we're all going to find ourselves in that spot. I think maturity is recognizing when we're there mm-hmm. and then saying, brothers, I need you. Mm-hmm. I need you to come around me because I'm susceptible. That's a good mm-hmm. I yeah. I know where I'm at right now and um I need you in my life because I'm probably a little more tempted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. That's a
0: uh yeah, and, and that's a good I think just a good reason why we need, or a good illustration for why we need a mm-hmm. uh, healthy community Absolutely. and uh, accountability in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we've got just a few more minutes, uh, and, and I do want to talk uh, briefly before we, we, we end about the, the Roman series that's coming out. But any other topics that that, that you guys want to hit on this,
1: uh, well, this message from this past week I before feel, we jump? I feel compelled to say this um, since it was brought up earlier, um, and I think it's a good point. Um, but we're going to continue to study Romans, Paul. Um, he's a—obviously, we, we gain a lot of our theology from Paul's letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I did make a comment in there when I was asking the question. Um, what was my question? It was like, what, what do you do? Paul didn't say this, but... Yeah, well, I, I, I asked a question, <laughs> and I said, the answer, I think Paul would say it something like this. Yeah. Um, and I think I even said, it's dangerous to, like, are you, I, I don't want to just put, quote Paul when Paul didn't say it. Yeah. Right. Right. But if you were right, a, a summary or some This is what Jesus meant when he <laughs> yes. said This is what he would have said. Yes. <laughs> but isn't that what interpretation? If he'd been a better communicator. Yes, <laughs> yes. if Jesus, yeah. If I, if I would have written Jesus' sermon for him, this is the way he would have said it. But I think you take from his collection of works and say, this is a theme from Paul. Or this is a truth that we gain from Paul. Um, and I think, you know. But we're going to see that in Romans. There's this consistent theme of going back to what is the gospel. What mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a, a believer? And I think when when we don't experience the fulfillment, I think it's an indicator. And Paul would say it's an indicator. The way he the way he teaches, it's an indicator that man. Do we really believe what he's done for us? Do we really have confidence mm-hmm. in the goodness of the gospel? Mm. So. I wouldn't recommend putting Paul's words in Paul's mouth, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Your words in Paul's mouth. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> We want his words to be in his mouth. <laughs> yes. We don't want our words. That's to be good. That's, right. That's good.
0: Well, as as we've already sort of mentioned, uh, and, and I think we've been talking about it for the past couple of weeks, uh, we are starting a new series Sunday, um, and, uh, and it's going to be Romans, and it's going to be 30 weeks. So we're going to be spending yeah. a lot of time mm-hmm. walking through the book of Romans in the next uh, uh I don't know how many, however many months that is, but I haven't done the math. That's a few months. Um, uh, so, uh, Josh, uh, since you'll, you'll do the lion's share, of the preaching through mm-hmm. that book, um, any, uh, any things that you would want to say or, or, or want us to know as we are anticipating that? Yeah, as I was, I was praying through this yesterday,
4: uh, even for myself, that anytime you come to a book of the Bible, anytime you come to the Bible, um, the goal is to allow the Bible to give you oh. an opinion. Um, not to bring your opinion to the Bible Mm. like that. That's just kind of a a way of interpretation or Mm -hmm. hermeneutics or even Bible study. Like many times we come to the scriptures with a lens already. Mm. And so we're reading it through the lens of maybe how we feel. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's a season of loss or maybe it's a season of excitement or or maybe uh, it's this theological framework or whatever it would be. Romans is going to do a lot of work. Um, because the whole premise behind the book is to take two different people groups mm-hmm. who had, had just been kicked out of, of Rome um, because of, of the emperor. And they're, they're all gone for a season. They all come back. And the church that they were in looks totally different now. And you have Jews who are Jews. You have Gentiles who have no Jewish background. And now they're clashing. Uh, and they, they're, they don't quite know how to live with each other. How, how do you maintain the unity that the gospel brings – when you have two people steeped in different traditions, two groups of people, hundreds, thousands of people steeped in those traditions and come together. And so what Paul is going to create is a new framework for them. Uh, and it's not going to be Jewish and it's not going to be Gentile. It's going to be something uniquely different. And it's going to point directly to Christ. Uh, and that's going to cause both sides to become uncomfortable. But hopefully, in the beauty of the spirit, both sides to become united. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's important for us today in the world that we live in. Um, because maybe it's not Jewish and Gentile culture, but it's definitely churched and unchurched or churched this way. And I was churched that way, or I grew yeah. up this denomination, or I, you grew up that denomination. And we come to a church this size, and there's so many thoughts on the way church should be, yeah. worship should go, how this should unfold. And, and Paul is going to do a masterful job of, of mm-hmm. taking all of that, bringing it together, and pointing it all to Christ. Mm-hmm. So my prayer is that we come ready. Mm-hmm. Um, not not with a framework Not with I already know this I've read it a hundred times I know That's how good. it's going to go Lord teach me What do you want me to know What do you want me to see How do you want me to respond mm-hmm. What do you want me to believe about you
0: So That's it's going to be great it. Yeah I'm looking forward to it It's going to be fun So That's uh, good Yeah uh, Well so that starts this week mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, so we're, we're excited about that So if you're listening uh, come, come be a part of that uh, Romans And join us for all 30 weeks Yes yeah. So yeah. it's going to be great Guys,
1: uh, always good discussion in um, Wednesday night, September. Isn't it uh, orphan? The, yeah, September. the foster. Yes, September seventh. Yes. Okay, I, I'm sorry. We'll say that in tomorrow. a complete tomorrow. sentence. Tomorrow. Yeah, that is tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's so, um, the shelter initiative, the first training will be on foster care tomorrow night at six fifteen. Yeah. Tomorrow so being September seventh, September seventh. Yeah. So if in you're listening Chab- after day, September seventh, this is uh, this is not it's true. It's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna, not gonna work for you. But the reason yeah. I brought that up was because um, there was a, a tie into adoption in my sermon. Yeah. That um, that we didn't get to to go as deep in. I didn't get to go as deep in in the sermon as I would have liked to. But um, the the I hope when you listen to this, if you haven't listened to it, that you'll. Sense the heart behind why we adopt and why we care for the orphan, and um, and it goes back to this whole theme of mm-hmm. man. He's he's
2: done incredible things for us, and out of a response to that, um, yeah, we were the we, rescued. That's right, we mm-hmm. were the rescued. So this Wednesday, September seventh, is foster care, and then September twenty-first, that's correct, is, is the adoption. adoption meeting that's right. or workshop. So these are for anyone
0: interested, or at least tomorrow night, anyone interested in foster care. That's right be great That's good that's good mark hey again great job sunday mm-hmm. and, awesome. uh, man it's, it's always good to have you uh have you preaching and and uh appreciate it enjoyed it very much good times all right till next week guys uh good to be with you thanks mike thanks. Thanks. thanks love you guys See ya. this has been a production of Broadmoor baptist church if you enjoyed today's episode please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe to help us spread the word please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.